Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. Hey, and we are here for the second part of our Haunted House Month, uh, where we are covering 1985's House. Um, also, I have a suspicion that I'm not the only one who hasn't only watched the original film. Is that right, Adam, from your message yes, group? I, Excellent. I bought the rather brilliant Blu-ray uh, set off of Arrow years and years ago. And mm-hmm. this has been my excuse to actually finally ra- sit down and watch the sequels because I've only ever I'd only seen House uh-huh. previously. Yes, so we'll be covering House. Uh, I watched House Two and House Four, so we'll mm-hmm. be doing what I also like to think of as Cheers: The Horror Years. Yes, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that in due course. They um, could have so, got Ted Danson or Carla in. Oh, mate, that would have been so three good. Three and four, yeah. they should have done. <laughs> um so uh before we get carried away of ourselves let's ask for the first opinion of the first movie before we get carried away with the sequels chris <laughs> what did you make of house yeah well, well so i do need to mention the sequels because i do think we might have covered this you know briefly before but i knew i'd seen house three and i was pretty young and it was one of those that we watched during a friend's birthday party there was maybe you know nine of us something like that um but we were pretty young i kind of think around 11 which seems weird now (laughs) but that might just be the changing times but right so so i knew that and i remembered the bit i remembered from house three was turn up the voltage oh yes yeah Yeah, because that that yeah house three which is the they kind of tried to do a serious film Yes, right. So all right, that's, what, that's, that's what I was going to get onto. So in my head, this is this is my memory of it. It's that scene, which is quite a powerful scene. And when you're pretty young and you haven't seen something like that before, it's, it's like, I was like, well, surely he's meant to die anyway. And he's just not dying. And, you know, it's mm. like, it's, and then it really goes over the top, but it's quite scary. And so, so I was expecting that watching House One, thinking mm. it's going to be similar sort of level. And, and of course, it's not. It is a comedy. Yes, I would say predominantly it's a comedy. I forget that every time. I don't yeah. watch the film very often. <laughs> it's probably the mm. third or fourth time I've seen it, and every okay. time, yeah, I sit down for a balls to the wall Expecting. horror movie, and then go, "Oh yeah, no, it's not. This is it's, ridiculous." Yeah, yeah, really quite light-hearted throughout. Well, I think it's but... the uh, we can't you know miss the fact that it is one of the most iconic covers of the 1980s like what a fantastic cover to a movie absolutely um, that that hand yeah like the skeleton hand um pressing the doorbell mm. that is the reason that i i knew house is because you'd go in the video shop and that was like for some that reason was... that was just one of the posters that yeah. Or the covers that really stood out. Um, and again, doesn't give too much away in so much as you just assume from that. I always assumed from that cover that House was a serious film until yeah, I saw absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Mm. And uh, and was very pleasantly surprised by how fucking bizarre it is <laughs> and funny so, so i was gonna say it, it kind of reminds me of evil dead probably yes. the most out of anything else we've watched 
and yeah, because would would this? I'm trying to place it in my head. Would this have? This would have been after Evil Dead Two, I think, wouldn't it? Uh, okay. I am checking. I was going to check that. I was going to check that with our because this uh, was eighty five. It was actually released in eighty six, but it's an eight. Mm, it's okay. eighty five. It was made. I know. Evil Evil Dead Two is eighty seven. Ah, oh. there we go. So yeah, it does precede that, but it's definitely yeah. the that, and you've got stuff like um, uh, Brain Dead and things. It's that sort mm. of. It's basically, I suppose, it's the logical extension of cartoons mm. that you get. You know, if you live action, yeah, a Looney Tunes cartoon, there's going to be blood and mm. bits getting lopped off and stuff like that that obviously doesn't happen to Bugs or Daffy. You know, they just miraculously regrow. But if you, um, much in the same way as, um, like, Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson's Bottom is a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. In so much as there's, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, but this is just such a, uh, I mean, and genuinely good effects. There's no... They are. They're definitely decent enough for the style they're going for. It all works. Yeah. Yeah. The zombie soldier at the end looks yeah, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Even on like high def, it still mm-hmm. looks brilliant after all these years. Um, which is why I find it a bit tonally strange. As I say, so in my mind, that's what I always remember is him. Yeah. So I'm the like, look oh, yeah, of him and, yeah. and then of course the point when the wife comes in and she's just mm. like big blue it's... bloated weird that anything weird. stop yeah. her and it's still, like. And I'm just like, oh. and then she's shooting in with a shotgun, yeah, <laughs> and giggling, and then yeah. the dog runs off with her severed hand, yeah. And... Oh, and then and then that, and then we get to, a little after that we get to the worst scene of the entire film for nowadays viewing, which is the man taking the little boy to the toilet, which is kind of a weird thing to have now. It's like, oh, it's... you've just met just met you, like you know, it, and you're just going to drop weird... your boy off. Yeah, it's the weirdest <laughs> fucking sequence in it, just because you were like, you know. Fortunately, he's fine. Yeah, but yeah. you know, if you report, if you told someone that's what what you'd done <laughs> before you came out, I was having trouble having a babysitter, so this bloke who'd flirted with me once, <laughs> I've uh, I've dropped the kid off at his, but it's all right. He helped him to have a piss and took him for a yeah. bath. Yeah, that's what. Like, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but I think that'd be weird if I put some look, said to someone, "Can you just look after my kid for a couple of hours?" Unless they'd had an accident, and they went, "Oh yeah, they had a lovely time in the bath." It's like, why are you taking yeah. putting them in the bath? That's not right. I'd like, are you on a record? What's going on? It's very, it's very much of a much in the same way as the amount of eighties things where you're like, mm. oh no, what we're actually demonstrating here is that being a borderline sex offender is what w- gets you the girl. <laughs> yeah. Much in the same way that how things have sort of altered that at this point there was nothing No. There, that there was would have been fine. nothing sinister Probably, about the yeah. idea of just leaving your kid with the neighbour. Um but that's yeah. not what he's going to get arrested for. He's going to get mm. arrested by the fashion police for that jumper <laughs> with the V-neck that comes halfway down to his navel. What the fuck was that all about? I mean, I know I it's th- the 80s, but shit. Yeah. I think that might be the um, that might be the early onset of Medallion. Ah. In, yeah. in so much as, I can't remember it was, um, it might have been someone bloody awful, to be honest. It might have been like Johnny Vaughan or someone like that, but um, said that, if you notice that sort of V on a man's chest is the one place they don't gain weight. 
<laughs> so you you sort of you you expose that area to show that you're still manly, even if you've got you know huge moves and a corset on. <laughs> but that's the area that's exposed because it still looks like, hey, look, I've got, I'm pretty lithe and. <laughs> I can see that. I can see. I might start busting that look out myself, actually. You know, <laughs> when the weather turns. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this is such a fun movie, and uh, the music is, yeah. as well like gives it that really, like you were saying, sort of almost like cartoon. cartoon yeah, definitely yeah. It is. Mm. And, yeah, that, that that does move it along. The and, sound and then you've good. got and you've got the, George Went in there, which is another immediate indication that you are watching George Went. He must because... he must be the neighbour then. Yeah, yeah. The, guy from, the guy who's yeah. Norman Cheers, ha- Harold. Is it? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he, yeah. So he was. He, uh, yeah. he's one of. I think only him, Ted Danson, and Rhea Perlman are the only people who've been in every ep- who were in every episode of Cheers. Mm. Um, but um, yeah. So by that point, he was already well known in a mm. very successful comedy show. Uh, so, but and he did bring uh, comedic lines to it. Uh, what was one of them? Cujo the raccoon. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's the opening bit where he's bitching about the aunt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, she was my aunt. Just, yeah, heart of gold, though. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and yeah. curiously attractive for her age. You know. <laughs> I want to know how long she was in that loft because when he when somebody mm. when that kid walked in and found her at the beginning, she turned green, but she was still swinging. And I was like, yeah. how high did she jump from that she's still swinging days later once her skin's gone? Off. It's a very draft. She might now. have been green already. <laughs> this is this is a possibility. But quite attractive still. <laughs> oh. For her age. <laughs> <laughs> that house is stunning. Again, it's another mm. one of those where I just spent the whole time thinking, oh, I wish my house. I like want that, that house. house. Yeah. 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 It's fantastic. And I, I don't care that there's Vietnam in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will put up with that for this house. Yeah, I, I will just nail that cupboard shut and never have to worry about it. <laughs> This is the problem. He does poke the bear. Apart from seeing his, uh, you know, seeing his aunt hang herself vaguely. Mm. Like, mm. if he just left that cupboard shut, but he just keeps going and dicking with it for no reason whatsoever. It's, but also, I tell you what, one of my, the, that's the thing. I think the first time I watched House, the thing that absolutely sold me on it as a movie was the, and again, it's just a lovely bit of cop comedy is he sees his aunt's like hanging spirit and then it just cuts to outside the house i'm switching all the fucking lights on yeah because <laughs> there is no way i'm standing and there is no dark rooms in this house after i've seen that no I'm <laughs> and it's just it's it's again it's one of those things where maybe not to a, maybe not to a, a total extent but there are a, there's a lot of realistic reactions to events and things um like you would you would want to film that yeah mm. you know if anything just as proof that no i'm not going off my fucking chump there's, yeah <laughs> you know there's weird beasties in the cupboard so but i did i did quite like it when he twisted it around on harold and said it's now a raccoon because it's like then mm. it sort of flips is instead of him being crazy it's like harold going uh yeah, like, yeah. I definitely want to be involved in trying to chase this big raccoon. Whereas before that, it's like obviously you're being mad. 
Yeah. And to be fair, I, I watching it this time back, I was like, that's a crazy idea. So he nearly gets shot with that harpoon that mm. very afternoon or the day before. He then invites his neighbour over at uh-huh. midnight who turns up with a six-pack. So you know he's drunk at least a sister <laughs> before he turns up. And the second he walks through the door, you give him a loaded harpoon gun. I was like, you yeah. just asking to get shot in the face. Like He's, he's looking for, for writing material, isn't he? Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard some extreme reactions to writer's block. So, <laughs> you know, may, may, maybe it is much the same. I don't know. Um, the thing, I'll tell you what, and I, this is a, a weird thing. When I when I was watching it, though, this time, I just felt it was very Jordan Peele. Uh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, along the lines of, like, um, uh, Nope. Yeah. Where there's the the sort of thing about proving that it's there through mm. um, like filming it, but also just the fact that there's the comedy is der- a lot of the comedy is derived from oh there's someone reacting how you would fucking react in this situation. You don't yeah. react in a movie way, or mm. indeed in a sort of ironic Buffy scream sort of way. It's just people like no 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 I'm not fucking with that. That's just and. <laughs> You know, and I, but yeah, so I kind of got that feeling, and I know that obviously Jordan Peele's like a massive fan of eighties mm. horror. So, you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that it's a copy, but I think definitely that tone is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's weird. I hadn't realised that this was the because it's basically the same production team who did Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, it's like that's interesting. Same pro- same producer, writer, um, like Sean S. Cunningham producing it and everything. Oh, yeah, um, Fred Decker showed on the titles as the writer. But Yeah, Fred think... Decker's the writer, because so, obviously, so he wrote and directed Monster Squad, Night of the Creeps, mm-hmm. um, Robocop 3, and he wrote The Predator, not Predator, The Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, and But apparently he wrote it, basically they, they started writing it as a thing for an anthology excuse me writing it as a segment for an anthology film Mm. they were going to do like a horror like that was their sort of next project they wanted to do like a horror anthology movie um and when the anthology didn't happen they decided to take the segment that was house and expand it into the full film uh yeah Um, okay and then uh, another writer so Fred Decker did the did the script first off but it was a straight horror film and mm. then uh, Ethan Wiley came in and rewrote it and that's when it became a comedy uh, okay and and so- he and then Ethan Wiley went on to write and direct House 2 the second story yeah well so so I so I don't think I've seen House 2 right? so, so I started to watch House 3 after seeing this just to remind myself and then I was like mm. oh no this is this is serious, you know, yeah. in comparison. Like, there's no no comedy in this at all. So, um, but yeah, so what is the case of House 2 then and uh, House 4? Yeah. I'll tell right, I'm going to start, let's do it in order of practice, yeah, go on. I would say. Yeah, right. So, House 3 we've dealt with. For some reason, I don't know why, it's a film with Lance Henriksen in it, but it's not great. It's basically shocker. 
the Wes Craven film. Looks, I've only seen the trailer, but it looks exactly like a rip-off of Shocker. Yeah, mm. and it's basic. Yeah, basically, I think it came out the same year as Shocker, and it's yeah, and it's got um, I can't think of his name, but Leon from Blade Runner, Turtle, what's a turtle? Yeah, uh, as as the villain as and Jenk Jenky, Jenks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Jenky, and um, and it's like a very nineties. You know, it's a serial killer slash movies. Yeah. With a supernatural element, yeah, on top. And then yeah. House Four is very much a sort of return to the horror comedy thing you've got. Um, and weirdly enough, um, uh, William Cat comes back as um, the um, oh, as Roger, Roger Cobb. Cobb. Mm. So, so the main character in the first film, he comes back, and but. He's obviously been so moved by the fact that his uh, child has been returned to him and it looks like he's going to reconcile with his wife that he's divorced her and met someone else and had a kid with them and you never <laughs> hear about the other family. <laughs> and then he's dead within about mm. 15 minutes of the start of the film. Okay. And it's the wife and daughter who are being sort of like... Uh subjected to the house, which may or not be evil and may or may not be possessed by the ghost of Roger. But, yeah. It's not uh, very clear and it's not very good. Like, it hasn't no. got the same level of comedy. It's got a few bits in it, but other than that, mm. it's just an absolute snooze fest. Um, okay. And yeah. then House 2... House mm. 2. ...is a film that I wish I'd seen when I was a fucking child because... Yeah, okay. Man, that is good. Mm. But it is... Off its fucking face, <laughs> it is. Yeah, house house is weird. House two is fucking bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you liked house, Chris, you definitely need to see house two. I, uh, mean, I think Bill is one of my favourite characters in a movie ever, just because he's just mental. Uh, played by uh, John Ratzenberger again from Cheers. Yes. Mm. The- the, the so again, it's like the two, it's uh, the partnership from Cheers of like um, mm. Norman Cliff. So Cliff's in the second one uh, as okay. an electrician and adventurer. Yeah. Um, and I just loved the lot when he's looking at the electricity and he goes, "Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, you've you've got a dimensional issue." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What you're dealing with there is you've got a portal into another dimension, <laughs> and it's just. Uh, but and you've got crystal skulls. You've got an undead, um, an undead, distant grandfather, cowboy zombie who lives in the mm-hmm. basement. Uh, there's a pet baby pterodactyl. There's a caterpillar dog puppy thing that comes from the prehistoric past, and it's yeah, it's just utterly fucking mad and. But mm. lovely, just oh, okay. It's yeah. so much fun. So I had insomnia last night, so I was going to watch it this evening, but I couldn't sleep. So I sat up until about quarter past two watching it this morning, and just <laughs> had a lovely time. I was like, oh, I'm normally that sounds like about the right kind of time. To, <laughs> yeah, it's to be perfect. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am fighting off a cold at the moment, as you can probably hear in my voice. So uh, yeah, well, that that adds another layer. A couple of brandies and set up and watched that. I had a fantastic time. So, I mean, 
talking of its time, the director, Steve Miner, um, also did quite a few of the Friday the 13th. He did part two, part three, did Warlock, Lake Placid, mm. Halloween H2O, the remake of Day of the Dead. Um, but I think two films that sort of, again, summing up the 80s and the 90s in their sort of way, is he did a film called My Father the Hero, uh, in which a girl who fancies someone persuades her dad to pretend to be her boyfriend while they're on holiday. The boyfriend is played by Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu. And, yeah, so already just a tad weird. Uh, mm. But he's but he also directed uh, Soul Man, which is about a white kid blacking up to get free college scholarship. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Uh, again, that's a comedy, but I don't think they're really sort of, um, yeah, I think it just highlights how a lot of opinions may have changed. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, um, like I said, I mean, a lot of it's the guys who were to do with, like, Friday the 13th and um, uh, various sort of bits and pieces on there. Um, mm. But also, this has got uh, Kane Hodder doing the stunts in this, who obviously went on to be Jason uh, over, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's over five films. I think he stopped when they did Freddy versus Jason. He's not in, he's not Jason from then on. I think it's funny. I didn't see him in the first film, but I did see him in the second because he gets thrown over the banister by the guy who comes from. Um, yeah, there's like a barbarian the... who comes through one of the portals, isn't there? Yeah, from prehistoric times. Yeah, and just picks him up and lobs him over a balcony. But yeah, he's also he's also the pizza monster in number four. Who Kane Hodder? Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, and I, I had to I had to jot the quote down just because it really amused me when he was asked why he wasn't playing Jason in Fri- in Freddy versus Jason. He said, "I guess they just wanted Jason to look like a skinny little bitch this time." <laughs> 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 I love Kane Hodder. Mm. I spotted him in something recently, and I thought, oh, what was I watching? It was something weird. I think it was like Urban um, Urban Legends or something. And he's oh, in right. the very yeah. beginning, but literally, he's just kind of pushing a mop. He might get pushed over. But yeah, I was just like, I'm sure, that's Kane Hodder. But yeah, so he does turn up quite often, and, he, and a lot of the time, he isn't mm. credited either. So no, no if you don't recognise his face, you wouldn't know. Yeah, and uh, and he's obviously like just done stunts on and acting in so many like genre films and stuff like that. Um, mm. Also, Juggalo, I believe. So you know, oh, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> That's why he did the Hatchet films, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> should have should have put two and two together there. I <laughs> I love. The the opening in the bookshop as well. I think that's a brilliant collection of bands of right of a writer. Mm, yeah, you got you know like a couple of goths, a lot of nerds, mm. a few hysterics. Most of them without any social skills. It just seemed mm. like the right sort of collection, rather than just you know it's the same because you you don't find that it's the same people at something like that. You know, mm-hmm. there's you know, it's not an identical group of people. It's you know, ver- various ages, various, I don't know, levels of bloody mentalness. 
So, because the, the woman, like a man who's been to a lot of book signings, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think that because um, the um, the lady who's um, uh, like who's shouting to him about his wife, that's Mindy Serling. She's um, Frau Farbissner in the Austin Powers films. Mm-hmm. Ah. And in terms of other, did you spot that the real estate agent is the owner, the hotel manager from Ghostbusters? No, I didn't. You know, you know, like the initial one where they go and catch Slimer. Yeah, yeah, it's the same guy. He, oh, the, the guy God, who yeah, fires the right, um, is. yeah, the guy who fires the harpoon accidentally fires the harpoon at him. So, <laughs> yeah, no, the only other person I recognise, obviously, was Stephen Williams, who is. Like, talk about typecasting. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything when he wasn't a policeman. I tell mm. you what, I hadn't realised, though, because um, obviously we have to mention what a fucking performance in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. You know, he is, you know, I mean, that is just ev- every fucking line <laughs> is just done with perfection in that film. But I, I hadn't realised he's he was um, Mr. X in The X-Files. You know the guy who replaced Deep Throat after he gets bumped off in series one or whatever like that. Vaguely, yeah. I don't. But I hadn't realised. I've, I've well. never, I've never made the connection. But then I, I haven't really watched much beyond series three of the X Files. So I always it... remember him as um, uh, he was in the the original Twenty One Jump Street. He was the mm. Depp's boss in that. Uh, again, an undercover cop. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's suppose, I suppose career, the X Files. But... It would have been FBI. So again, it's, yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much law enforcement. Maybe he's got his own badge. <laughs> I think he's just got that air about him, hasn't he? He's, he's just uh, like, he, and he just does always do so well. So yeah, if you need a cop to come in and just do a few lines, he's going to be your go-to every time, isn't he? Really? Yeah, definitely, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to say that it's the the funniest film that also features child abduction and Vietnam PTSD. <laughs> and, I think it could well win that yeah. one. And, and just to just to annoy all the right people, I will declare now, this is my favourite Vietnam movie. <laughs> you know, a, lo- a long time ago it was Apocalypse Now, but I don't need to look cool at parties anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, it's house. It's got to be. <laughs> Oh, I I really, it was one of those, when I watched the second one last night, I was like, I love House and we definitely needed to show it to Chris. Mm. But having watched House 2, I was like, we could have just jumped straight to this. (laughs) And I just, it's that, just that mental, like Charlie is just off his chuck. And it's a, he's one of those character actors again. Excuse me, I'm still fighting off this cold. Who I spent the whole film trying to remember. What I knew him from, and it was too late at night to turn my phone back on. <coughs> sorry, but of course he played the familiar in Fright Night, which goes to prove. I mean, sorry, Chris, we're talking about the film you haven't watched, but yeah, it goes right. to prove what a terrific actor that guy is because he is nothing but sort of odiously sinister mm. in um, in Fright Night, and then in that he is. The, he's he's the comic relief. He, yeah, you know, he's the in, party in a, animal. In, yeah, in what's already a comedy film. So, but do you, do you think if we'd gone straight to House Two, it would have been too much of a jump? 
I'm not sure to be honest because I think the good the thing I would say is that House as a film series has no connections. Mm, Even okay. the fact that Roger is in the first and the fourth film you mm. would not need to see num- uh, the first one to even... In fact, seeing the first one confuses you more <laughs> about House 4 because you're like, well, didn't he have a son? And that's not mm. his wife. And, oh, oh, and he's dead. Okay, right. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't... I think I think this is the... Um, I think it was also an unfortunate thing that it was... Not of its time sounds wrong because of its times used more as a sort of like an excusing term. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think that this is just such a example of the eighties that when they started doing the movies further into the nineties, because I think House, I think House Three is like ninety or something like that, and then mm, House Four okay. is like ninety two or something like that. But mm. yeah, I think by then it there just wasn't that. Same They'd lost, lost something. Yeah. Yes. Something mm. just wasn't right. And mm. I mean, maybe maybe we'll curb our spoilers there and do house two at some point. Mm. Because there's no way I'm never fucking rewatching that again. <laughs> I I am seriously at the point where I'm like, I kind of want to show it to Ted. He likes <laughs> Ghostbusters, and I don't think there's anything better or you know, I don't think there's anything scarier in house two than mm. anything that takes place in Ghostbusters. And more to the point, God, it's just such a sort of it's kid friendly in it's it's a family movie. It's like it's like an action adventure film with mm. portals into hellish dimensions via <laughs> it is and it's got all the sort of Ray Harryhausen style stop motion animation stuff in it. Mm. It's just it's such a lovely film. But you're right, Adam, there's Apart from possibly the cowboy uh, ghost who comes after him at the mm. end, um, it's funny. I've got a mental picture of that. My dad clearly watched that when I was too young <laughs> to see it, um, and it was one of those. I'd gone down for a drink, and he was like, "Right, go through the living room. Don't look at the TV. Don't look at the TV." And mm. I sort of took a quick glance, yeah, and it was the image of that cowboy standing at the end. Mm. Um, yeah, and that stuck with me ever since. Like not in a bad way, but I was mm. always like, God, I loved it. And I only watched this film for the first time well, possibly three years ago. Um, yeah, and recognized it immediately. I was like, Oh my god, that's what that's from. I remember it so vividly. Um, but yeah, this film is definitely one definitely one I'll be going back to. I think I'll go back to two more than one. Um I think so. Now now that I've watched them, as I say, I mean one I I'm just it's just great entertainment. You know, it's that is that's an example of party horror. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. You know, but but in the curious way where it's party horror, where even if you watch it on on your own, you're having a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just classic. Um, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's so much fun. And then the fourth one was awful. Yeah, yeah. It's just I think, but like I said to Chris, I mean, it's it's rare that you can get a franchise where you can just walk into any of them and you don't you don't need any you literally don't need to have seen any of them for them to work yeah because hmm. apparently i mean house 3 was wasn't even marketed in america as a house film it was only abroad that it got 
All right, actually connected. Yeah. It got connected. It was because I think it was developed. Oh. It was developed as House Three, and then they were like, "Well, this is so different. We'll just yeah. we'll just release it as I think it's called just the Horror Show." But it doesn't everywhere even... abroad is House Three, the horror show. They so. say in the trailer, it doesn't even look like it's linked to a house. It's it's not really. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I was like, I, I didn't get that like far. That. I didn't get that far through it, but yeah, I was thinking that like there didn't seem to be. That was kind of the funny thing about the fourth one is the fact mm. that so he inherited a house in the first one that was haunted, and then in the fourth one he inherits a house which is mm. also potentially haunted yeah like, oh he's inherited two beautiful houses and they've both fucked him over and the the funny thing is the story of his brother the thing i kept coming back to watching it his brother is desperate to get the house off of him because he wants to build on the land it is mm. a single house in the middle of a fucking dust bowl it's like there's nothing for five miles in any direction <laughs> just build just up the road like why are you so intent on build on the opposite house? side of the lake yeah oh it's mind, just... mind you is it is it because you can't have people noticing that you're using i mean this is this is how complicated it gets chris because his brother wants it because he's got mob connections and they're going to pump nuclear waste into like toxic okay. waste yeah. into the lake yeah. as a disposal thing um again pointing out that this was made in the 90s not the 80s <laughs> a more carefree a more carefree age so, <laughs> whereas the two the two, two 90s entries are very much like right so what have we got here oh we've got uh we've got a toxic waste conspiracy and what else we got we've got serial murderers back from the dead <laughs> Yeah, this series goes so off the rails so fast. Um, mm. Yeah, it kind of... It, it, I mean, even the name House, as we said, by the third one, they've just given up on that idea, really, and there's no... Mm. There's, as you say, it, it is nice that you can come into any movie and watch them stand alone, but mm. they're so tonally different. It's I mean, crazy, they're, really. They're practically, they're practically a, an anthology series. Yeah. you know, Like how Halloween was... Like where they tried to do it with Halloween three, where they've just like, well, we'll just call a movie Halloween, and mm. but yeah, I, but it's yeah, it's just a shame that it does sort of veer off after the first two because the the first one just is because the second one, as I say, it's kind of family horror almost, yeah, because it's we've uh, got it's got a swashbuckling adventure vibe to it and mm. cowboys and dinosaurs and. Comedy pterodactyls, you know, so it's... <laughs> oh, just crazy. But, yeah, such a fun... I'm so glad you suggested this, Adam, because, as I say, I've not. I've only seen the original a few times and I've not watched it in a while. Um, yeah, and it gave me an excuse to finally re-watch the second one again because it was only my second viewing of it. Mm. And I, I was a little bit worried because I had such fond memories of it. And I was like, when I watch it the second time because I know mm. what's coming, am yeah. I going to be disappointed? And I wasn't. I I just sat there thinking, you're an idiot because you watched this three years ago and you haven't watched it in between then and now. What have you been doing <laughs> with your life, really? So... <laughs> um, so on that note, uh, for our next episode, ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing Least Haunted Part 2, um, which was going to be us discussing ghost stories that listeners have sent in after lots of people said oh we've had interesting things happen to us however we have had next to no feedback from that um so 
we will i well basically i'm just happy we've had a couple of interesting stories and i'll be happy to just slag off the most haunted most haunted type tv shows for another half hour so mm. we definitely <laughs> won't be short of content oh and my i and i haven't shared my other two strange stories with you which i will Ooh. be looking forward to doing um, and I, I i shall attempt to have something happen to me in between now and that recording so that i can make it <laughs> Uh, are they are warning if it's things like, do you know what? There was a hole in my pocket and by thunder, a pound coin disappeared. <laughs> I have Unsolved seen, mysteries. I, yeah, I was going to say, I've <laughs> seen less spooky things than that on the most haunted type shows that I uh, forced myself to watch just as a... It's one of those things, it's like therapy. It's like... I, I managed to spend most of my days at work not losing my rag with people and mm. staying quite calm. So it's nice in a controlled environment, which is normally at 11 o'clock at night on my own, in front of the TV, when I just let it all hang out and scream and shout and swear. <laughs> um, I apologise if I have coughed or sneezed or made a horrible sniffing noise or anything through this. I do apologise. I tried very hard not to, but... I am. Well, you, you did well to make it tonight. I yeah. am death's door. And uh, I, I don't apologise for anything that Lee might have done. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I can't say I can't do it because I've got a bit of a sniffly cold. Like, what a te- But then equally, I was like, nobody wants to hear me, you know, running out of breath while sitting down talking for 40 minutes. But uh, it's been pretty close to it at times. But, uh, anyway. I don't know. You, you might not rate how sexy that could sound. <laughs> there might be some people that's their favourite episode well do you know what stranger things have happened yes um, anyway so thanks ever so much for listening everybody go and check out house go and check out house two uh, don't Sam bother with two with three and four yeah no you can definitely skip that just just watch two two more times yeah in, in fact <laughs> I've got to admit I was watching four uh, this afternoon about an hour before we started recording, so I wasn't short on time. I paused it 10 minutes from the end and went, do you know what? I don't fucking need I'm to not know. Gonna... You don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I've, just, I've sat through an hour and 20 minutes and couldn't give a shit to this point. I don't think anything's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>